I feel like that's how songwriting should be. Like, let your imagination fly. And like, what would happen if you had a beautiful day, even if you are sad right now? That's the beauty of songwriting. Well, good day, good evening, good zone, wherever you be coming from to the Write Songs You Love podcast. It is an absolute treat today to have uh, a great friend, a collaborator, uh, someone I can go to anytime I need a deep, like a deep, deep belly gut laugh. This is this is the man you want to go to. Uh, I'm here with Mr. Nick Phelps. <laughs> Welcome, Nick. I'm glad to be here. Um, yes, the deep belly laughs. I thought you were going to say like something like if you need something like deep, profound, like just insight. But you said deep belly laugh. I like that better. <laughs> so you get them in, you reel them in with the belly laugh, and then you hit them with the deep insights. And then they're just helpless. <laughs> That's right. They don't even know what to do. No, I'm kidding. Hey, vice versa. I come to you for that too. The profound insight and the deep belly laughs. We just have a great time. We have a great time, yeah. <laughs> so Nick is, yeah, he's an amazing producer, songwriter, rapper, mentor, dancer, voice specialist. <laughs> voice mean like voice over specialist like this guy <laughs> and his voices. <laughs> Covers all the Thanks gaps. for bringing up the dancing. Uh, my wife needs to hear this because she doesn't believe the dancing part. Thank you so much. Appreciate that. Hey, respect when <laughs> it's agree. due needed. <laughs> Thank you. I am, I'm truly going to show her this pie. Like, listen to what Michael said, all right? He sees the dancing skills. <laughs> he sees it. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you also you also help others in their production journey, among other things. And I've gotten to go through that experience as well. So, so we're going to visit a whole bunch of things today. And I'm just so stoked to have you here because I always appreciate your perspectives and opinions on things. And, and I think it'll be great for for others to hear hear the same. And we'll have some great news to share at the end <clears throat> as well. So oh, yeah. anyway, I wanted to kick things off just to understand a little bit more about well here first of all i'll ask you this question do you remember the first song you ever wrote oh yes i do which is funny uh it was called mac attack <laughs> i was in the seventh no was it seventh grade i was in the sixth going to the seventh grade <clears throat> and uh my friend actually challenged me to write a rap and the reason why i will never forget this because there was um, a line in there um, that said, Mac attack. I, excuse my uh, French, but I got girls swinging from my ball sack. That was the line. I'll never forget. <laughs> and what grade were you in? Yeah, I was in the sixth grade. Right? I was 11 year old, <laughs> listening to Ice Cube and stuff like that. You know, I was heavily influenced. <laughs> Dr. Dre, sugar free. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was the first rap I ever written. And my friend was like, oh man, this is so cool. And he showed, and the reason why I wrote the rap because he showed me his rap and I was so like blown away how he put this rap together. And so I was like, if he can do it, so can I. Well, then after I wrote my rap, turns out he was like, oh man, just to let you know, like I totally even write that rap. I just took that from this other artist, uh, this, radio, this song I heard on the radio. I forgot who he stole it from. But because of his lie, 
he started me on this journey to writing raps. And he's like, but your rap is really good, man. Uh, but that's the only line I remember, Mac Attack. Um, yeah, got girls swinging from my ball sack. Yeah, um, 11 years old. I should, I should definitely get a Grammy. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, sorry, mama, if you hear this podcast. <laughs> Oh, that's wild, you know, so, so, okay, so being inspired or being influenced by your friend that way, like, what, did that affect you at all to hear that it, he, he didn't do that? Or like, how did it, did it change anything for you going forward and like, just getting you going? Or do you just like, no, surprised? Was, you're like, oh, I did this. I was very shocked that I wrote the rap. I was like, I was so proud of the rap. And then I felt even better knowing that he really didn't write his rap. He stole it. Um, but looking back, like what a gift it was that his lie, like, <laughs> like launched the Mr. Launched Phelps the fire. rap. And my, actually my first rap name, um, that I came up with was called, uh, Mike Theft. Mike Theft was my first <laughs> rap name. And then there was this picture, like, there was this picture of me with a hand, well, actually, the first logo was like a hand grabbing somebody else's mic. And the reason why I had the name Mike Theft, because I could imitate, like I could hear a rap <clears throat> and I can imitate the cadence and make it my own. Hmm. So I would like, I would hear the cadence like, oh, I love, like I was just so fascinated, not even with the words, just how they put the words together in this melody and how they like formatted it to the beat. I was always just so fascinated with that part. I was like, I really, I was like, I can make up any rap and format it to a song with the way how I do the cadence. And so I would like, I would battle people against rapping. I would hear their cadence and I would do their cadence back, but put my own words to it. And so that I came up with this uh, rap name, Mike Theft. Like, I'm stealing your show. I'm taking your cadence, making it my own. I'm even using your tone of voice. <laughs> so it was that's what I was known as around the block was like Mike Def. <laughs> Interesting. So it reminds me of Mystique from X-Men. <laughs> like be, yes. being able to like just change and like use backfire on that. So I'm super curious in in doing that and I guess like being able to absorb and toss back, like when did you clearly kind of hear your own voice? like coming through and like there lies the problem right <laughs> i'm glad you followed up with that that was actually the problem i had to actually uh, it took me longer to find myself um but i was like this hybrid of all these different um influences like Ludacris was a heavy influence for me i just loved his animation the way that he rapped and expressed himself um nelly timberland his production style but um even the way that he rapped sometimes i was like oh and then uh, Kanye West, when he came out, he was a huge influence because he talked about other things besides like, you know, shooting people in the face. He talked about like real stuff that I was relating to. <clears throat> um, and so I kind of really adapted his, his style um, and his content. I was like, that's what I want to rap about. Um, and so when I finally, Kanye West came out like that's when I started to really find myself as an artist um like oh I could talk about real stuff and so that gave me like permission to do that um it's kind of like the Miles Davis quote that I love he said it takes years of playing in order to play like yourself so it took me a while to find myself to like lose um 
all of these different personalities that I took on, but they were still there. I just learned to incorporate them like, okay, this is who I am. I have all these different styles I can adapt to, but now I know what I really want to talk about. So um, once I found out what I really want to talk about, that's when I, that's when I really found myself. Um, but it took, it took, it took, took some years, took some years well, to get out of the mystique costume. <laughs> it's amazing <clears throat> to see how, how often this happens is like, until you see an example that shows that it's okay. You know, that oftentimes that kind of is pops, pops the lid off of the thing. Uh, yeah. So it's neat to hear, like, you're just like, when I saw this, then I started feeling like I could, you know, I was allowed in a way, or like that, that's, that's, there's ears for that. Or like, I can actually say what I want to say, but talk about real things, you know? Agreed. It's funny how that works. Like it's, it's funny how that works. I look at that in everything too. Mm. It's like, which is why I don't hide my light anymore. It's like, uh, I realize I'm giving somebody else permission to shine. Like you doing this podcast, like you're giving other people permission, like do a podcast and talk about whatever the heck you want to talk about. Like, it's, it's really cool. Yeah. Well, I remember a while back when I was living in Vancouver and I was just starting to kind of similarly be influenced by people who I thought were more in my realm or like if I felt like I was going to be singing like there were sounds that I was following and and topics that I was becoming really interested in. And like, I remember going to see one of these guys, his name was Matt Costa at a smaller venue in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. And I got to talk to him afterwards. And this is one of the first people I ever got to meet in person like that, that I was just like, wow, I really love your stuff. And, and I, I started asking questions and I, I said, he was one of the first ones that I ever asked this question. I was like, well, what's the greatest, or what's a, what's a great lesson that, you could pass on to a new songwriter and i'll never forget what he said he 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 just kind of like stepped back for a moment and he's like you know what he's like no matter how many times people tell you you sound like someone else he's like know that you have your own sound mm. and the more you do that the more clear that gets that's powerful yeah so it's similar to what you're talking about the miles davis thing and i was just like whoa i had one of those matrix neil keanu reeves moments where I didn't quite understand it at the time, but the more and more and more you do it. Yeah. It's, it's an interesting thing. It's really, really cool. I love that. Cause that makes sense. Like even like referencing tracks, um, you know, when I first started out producing, uh, I was doing the same thing. I was, I was just recreating beats that I heard just to see if I could recreate it. And even through me recreating it, like people would still hear me in there. They're like, Oh man, this beat is dope. Hmm. Like, you totally just ripped off this other beat, but you could hear still you in it by what you chose. And, and then, so by doing that, I was learning what I gravitate towards more. And like, for me, like I found out that I really love brass. Mm -hmm. I would put brass in every song if I could, (laughs) but people would get tired of it. But it's like, these are the things I gravitate towards too. Um, And so it's like realizing it's not a problem. This is who I am. I just, for some reason, brass is in me. You got brass. <laughs> you got brass. Is that a t-shirt? That should, should be, be a t-shirt. t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> so how long, I'm curious, like how long did it take for you, like once you started doing raps and, and just writing to to get into producing and actually making stuff to back up your, your words? Um, well, actually, I gravitated towards producing for, I wrote my, so I know I wrote my first rap 11th, at 11, sixth grade. Mm-hmm. But um, 
I was always into producing first because I felt like that was a better way for me to um, express myself. Because I was a really shy kid, which is crazy. Um, dude, I was so shy. They were honestly about to put me like in the the like special class because I did not talk. They thought I was a mute hmm. until I answered the question. Fourth grade, I answered the question. Teacher was like, it was five plus five, it was 16. She's like, oh my gosh, you can talk? <laughs> what? I really did get the answer right. But um, <laughs> but she was really like, they were. she was amazing. She's like, I seriously was about to call your mom. So I was really that shy. So music was a way to express myself on the production side. Um, it wasn't until I it wasn't until I was 17 um, that I really found my voice to go with my music. Um, so mm-hmm. up until then, mm-hmm. I was just creating stuff for people, my neighbors and stuff like that. So I was lo- known as Low Timbo on the block. And I would just do like the choruses um, and I would write raps that weren't really like the full 16 bars. I was just like, yeah, let me just put a little eight bar in here. Um, but age 17 was when I actually really like found my voice and like came out as like, listen, I rap. This is what I do. I rap to my own beats too. So yeah, age 17 is when the full package came together. <laughs> the full package. The stars align. <laughs> Everything was like, it is time. It is time. If we could enter that like <laughs> summer preview voice right now. The right? time when Nick. <laughs> yeah. I can't get that low, but <laughs> one day. <laughs> Mr. Phelps. No, my I was still Mike Theft. I was Mike Theft all the way up until like age 20. 24 or 23 maybe and the reason why i went with mr phelps um because i was at the bank and the lady handed me back my card and she said have a great day mr phelps and i seriously was like mr phelps <laughs> nobody's ever called me mr phelps i'm like and that is actually my name <laughs> and so I, I started going by mr phelps no alias because you know i'm just mr phelps it's my name. Yeah, that's how I came up with the name, Mr. Phelps. It was not because of, um, what's the movie? Mission Impossible. Mm. And then I didn't even know that existed. They're like, you just rip it off Mission Impossible. I was like, no, Mr. Mission Impossible is ripping off me. Okay, and that's what happened. <laughs> Truth. <laughs> Truth. So I'm curious when, so that's, that's pretty neat the way that that showed up. Did it feel difficult to move away from that name that you used for so long? Like, did that feel like, was it, or was it just instantly, ah, that's it, as opposed to like, ah, should I give this up? No, it was just, it was just an instant, ah. It was like, all right, this is it. Because, reason why, because I felt like <clears throat> I finally found myself. I was like, nice. ah, I found myself. Mike Theft was still all these other characters and people, even though it was still like, you know, me, but I still felt like it wasn't me at the same time, if that makes sense. But when it finally came Mr. Phelps, I was like, yo, Mr. Phelps, the storyteller, I'm talking about real life. I finally found my sound. This is this is me. So at 17, still Mike Thev, whole package comes together. I just knew I could rap. I stepped out boldly as Mike Thev. Like, yo, I'm rapping now. I can do this. Mr. Phelps, I'm like, I am a rapper and I know exactly my mission of what I want to do. And so that's how that came about. Right on. Yeah. So so I'm curious, just because of the time that I've known you, it's like a lot of the songs that I've heard you do and, and produce with other people, write with other people, often have like a very uplifting, uplifting point of view. And 
and or just a message that's very encouraging or just really kind of yeah being something as like a vessel of confidence and whatnot and i'm curious for you it's like there always just sounds like there's a lot of felt meaning in your song and like what do you i'm just curious what do you think makes a song meaningful for you uh because i always go back to i go back to a place um in my mind or it's it's stemming from it's stemming from something. So whenever I'm writing, uh, I'm always going back to that moment of pain or happiness. Uh, Cause I feel like I could seriously put myself in anybody's shoes to some extent. I feel like we can all do that. Like even just on the, let's just say like, you know, an addict, um, I'm addicted to coffee. So, you know, like, Hey, you know, I gotta have coffee. Or I got to have sugar. So I can even understand this, this frame of like, wow, this person's addicted to drugs. But I can't even judge them um, because I just have a different kind of drug. Or, you know, some people may be addicted to working out or addicted to watching TV all the time or playing the game. Like, so I feel like we can all identify on some type of level. Um, so I always put myself in this place or like I imagine like – Okay, what would it be like if this really did happen? How can, like, I can channel these feelings. Um, so that's how I'm able to put myself, like, when I'm writing and, like, really give the message across. And some people are like, like, the song Stay that I wrote, like, seriously, about the little boy, my mom never left, but the little boy moms who keeps leaving. Um, like, I really put myself in this place, like, because I talked to kids whose mom really left and, like, I told their story. And somebody really came to me. They're like, man dude, did this really happen to you? I was like, no. He's like, bro, you told my whole story. Like, I don't know how you did this, but you told my whole story. Uh, so it's just like really digging deep and just like having, like realizing you can go to that place, even if you haven't been through it, like really imagine, like you have permission to, that's what all songwriting is about, right? Like, it's like, you even have permission to imagine yourself in that spot even if you were never in that spot like i feel like that's the beauty of writing just like making movies you know somebody makes a movie they didn't really get stabbed to death by michael myers but you know what they made a movie <laughs> about it i feel like that's how songwriting should be like let your imagination fly and like what would happen if you had a beautiful day even if you are sad right now that's the beauty of songwriting like you can write this day out and actually inspire yourself and inspire somebody else. Like, man, you're feeling good that day. No, actually I was feeling like crap. Okay. <laughs> really? I couldn't tell. That's the beauty of songwriting. <laughs> well, I like you mentioned uh, like you, one of the big influences or uh, characteristics that you took on as an influence is expression, you know, like really kind of just being mm -hmm. present and letting, letting the emotion really fly through the delivery of the words and i think that's something you yeah i always notice in your songs like just the there's no there's no holding back you know it always sounds like you're just fully bought into what you're saying no matter what so i think that Thank there's you. a certain threshold i think what of like commitment to expressing in a in a lyric that if it's not over if it's close it's just kind of doesn't quite register the same but it's like just a little bit over the line you know where it's just like oh yeah they believe it you know the difference as a listener and it's really powerful yeah. I love that. Well, thank you for that. And I, yeah, I think I agree. Like when you listen to somebody and you like, yeah, they totally, they tapped all in. 
like when you get chills, you're like, oh yeah, they they really they tapped in and they just said, I'm putting myself in this place, I'm going for it. And then add on top of that, that the performance that you know some people put there, you can feel it, and that whole package comes together. It's amazing. I try to push the threshold. I try. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Where's the ceiling on this threshold? <laughs> right. There's no ceiling. I mean, you you heard the you heard the uh, the rap I did when I was 11. That's I'm always true. just. <laughs> if that was stage one. <laughs> that was just stage one. We're going for it. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Impact from the get go. So. Uh, on, on that, I'm curious of like in in recent songs that you've written, uh, what would you say of of the songs you've written recently is is one that's been really impactful and why, like on yourself or or others? Oh, recent songs. Um, so there's a song um, that I did uh, that was about my little brother. That was a great song because I really just like I let out some things that um you know some people didn't know like there's an argument that i had with my little brother right before he passed so um i kind of opened up my emotions about that um and then another song is a song i have with you which is um really going to be cool but uh i felt like that song i was able to just sit and really think it was like a therapeutic um track and so yeah, those those two tracks right there really just allow me just to sit in it and just be in it and actually go back to this place. And then also be in a place of just meditating on my life and what I want out of uh, life and what else could I accomplish and what else do I want to accomplish? What else, how do I want to inspire people? So yeah, it's like a very therapeutic, these two tracks. Cool. Yeah, well, I can talk a little bit about that one because like, that was a, a really interesting one to be a part of. And like, I was honored, honored to to produce that track with, with skills that I learned from your class uh, of making shit moderate, <laughs> which is an amazing you class did. for those who uh, are looking to learn more about their production skills and, and how to do that. But, but yeah, like tell us a little bit about that because like you, you got to work with kind of an unconventional person that is just kind of starting to explore their songwriting. So you could uh, shed a little light on that. Yeah. First of all, you did a phenomenal job on that production. Um, right when I heard it, I was like, yo. And then writing with you was amazing, was an amazing experience because um, I've never written with anybody who like interviewed me for the first five minutes. <laughs> but you pulled some things out of me. I was like, oh, man. Yeah, Michael. Like, I never thought of that. You're like, well, Nick, what do you think about this? How would you phrase that? I was like, oh my gosh, this is like writing with Dr. Phil and Oprah Winfrey at the same time. <laughs> so I appreciate that. If you've never written with Michael Averill, um, listen, you got to, right? This guy, he will pull some things out of you. But it was cool because, like I said, it was like sitting to really think about life um, and what I want out of it. And can I share the name of the track? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Dying Day is the name of the track. And so like just thinking like, what do I want out of life? What will people say about me after I'm gone? Do I have to be afraid of death? Everybody's going to die. Like all these questions in my head and then getting to execute that um, writing and then hearing your cool chorus. Like it just it came together so lovely. And I feel like a lot of people are going to be uh, blessed by that track because I feel like 
I think we all forget, <laughs> which is funny. This song is hilarious. Like, it's a great song, but I love how our humor comes in through it as well. Because I think a big thing about life is learning how to laugh and have fun. And so, you know, we forget we are all going to die. Like, <laughs> like, hey, why are we holding all these things inside? Why are we not saying what we really feel? Why are we not loving? Why are we not caring? Why are we letting people walk over us? Why are we not pursuing this? Like all of these cool questions come out when you remember like, hey, this doesn't last forever, you know? So um, you only get one of these, you know, depending on what you believe. But, you know, I believe you only get one of these, but, you know, and so that that drives me to uh, have a deeper passion for not only this songwriting, but just for life in general and for people. Um, yeah. And so it was a dope experience. It's interesting that some images can be really telling or just inspiring or evocative of, of a certain kind of thought and reflection. And I remember having the conversation about like, you know, if and there's lots of different ways you can go, but you know, like if you had a tombstone, you know, what, what would that say? And I think that was that was a question. That, yeah, that was where we're just like, I don't know why that was on the mind, but I remember tossing that to you and we were both like, huh, <laughs> man, <laughs> this is a deep writing session. It was very deep. It was so cool. I'm so grateful for it, too. I'm grateful for you. It was like, what would it say? So that was awesome. <laughs> well, again, it does. It just it. Well, I'll tell you a weird story. You know, the whole term like bucket list. You know, the whole idea of like, it's a list of things that yes. you do before you kick the bucket kind of thing. Um, mm -hmm. It's kind of like, whatever, you know, it's a great, great exercise. Like they made a movie about it. They did all these things like to to write down like all the stuff you want to do, places you want to travel, things you want to experience, whatever. And as you go, like, chuk, 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 just check them off and just puts it in your in your frame of mind. And like, I've used that a lot with artists. And when I used to be a personal trainer as like a, a goal setting thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but last week, just after Thanksgiving uh, in in Canada, we had our Canadian Thanksgiving and like my wife and I were driving home from from her mom's place and visiting her family and, and we're on the highway and cruising down dark at night and we're going like 100 kilometers an hour and all of a sudden there's like this literally like a four or five gallon white bucket that's literally in the middle of the road. What? And couldn't we couldn't swerve out of the way in time so we like like went right into this bucket that went like right under the car and we heard this we were dragging this thing so we had to pull over and it was just like intense thing but it definitely it made me think of this again and like we literally drove over the bucket <laughs> we didn't just like kick the bucket we slammed the bucket <laughs> and <laughs> we're still here <laughs> so I take that as like a, another moment to reprioritize and revisit that kind of a thinking of like, have I done the things that I wanted to do? <laughs> I was going to say, hopefully you're doing one of the things on your bucket list. Check, <laughs> check that thing off. Hit bucket list. <laughs> Actually. Uh, I love bucket. that. Um, that is cool. And I'll say also about like the writing session, like the other cool thing. It was like, um, you know, it was like writing with death. <laughs> it was just like being comfortable with this topic and not being afraid of it, um, which is interesting because 
that is one of the reasons why I also became a chaplain because it's like, you know, you sit with people on their last day or their last weeks, or they don't even, you know, and it's like making them comfortable with this transition. Um, so it was just like, you know, Hey, doing a song with death right now. This is pretty dope. <laughs> yeah. And it was, it's pretty awesome. We, we, you know, reached out to death and invited death to take part on this. And that's, that's who you hear singing on the chorus. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so pretty unusual character. And I can, I can say I'm actually, I've, in, I've invited death to, uh, to come on the show next week, just for, for like our Halloween special. But um, death is releasing their own EP <laughs> as of next week. And and the song Dying Day is, is going to be on that. And we're going we're gonna to play it on the show here as a special sneak peek for everyone who's listening. It's beautiful. <laughs> but yeah, any, any things that you could say about the experience of collaborating with Death? Uh, it was amazing because, it, like I said, it was just a reminder. Um, we're all very close to Death. Like, you know, he's... Um, we're chilling with them all the time, pretty much, which is what this song is representing. It's like, hey, listen, he's right there. So um, what you going to do? Well, I'm going to play basketball with death. That's what we're about to do. <laughs> Game you know, but it, it, just, it just opens up the question, like, what are you going to do with your life? Mm -hmm. That's it. That was, that, was, that was one of the most... I can honestly say, like it was, it was a very motivating song for me. It was very uplifting. And who could say that they wrote a song with death and it was very uplifting? Mm -hmm. Something to think about, huh? Something to think about. Think about <laughs> something to think about. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was such a treat to be able to work on that song with you guys. And yeah, looking forward to seeing how howlers respond. And and you know, like I think. You're one of the one of the first ones to ever collaborate with death in a song, I think. So <laughs> put that on my tombstone. <laughs> sang it with death. <laughs> that boy sang it. <laughs> right on. Well, what's next on uh on your songwriting journey? Like what what are you most excited about coming up here? Uh most excited about well, there's so what am I most excited about? I, well, I'm excited for that release. Excited for another release that I have with about my little brother. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I have a bunch of collaborations in the pipeline. So I'm just excited to get all these songs done. I'm excited just to, you know, immerse myself in it and just allow myself to not overthink and just get them done. I think that's, that's what I'm most excited about because you know, sometimes you can grow impatient with all the songs that you have on your list, but I've, I've learned just songs get done when they want to get done. Um, so I'm excited to move to the next one. That's pretty much it. That's it. I got a lot of stuff to do. <laughs> yeah. I got a lot, a lot, a lot of mouths to feed. I got a lot of stuff to do. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Cool. So yeah. Tell us a little bit about places where people can, can find your music and, and your courses too. All right, so you can find my music. You can look up Mr. Phelps. Uh, it's on Spotify and all those places. Um, you can also go to musicandlifemindset.com uh, to find my Make That Ship Modern course, which the next cohort starts November 15th. Nice. Um, 
this will be actually this will be the one year anniversary. So I'm I'm uh, giving a hundred dollars off the course just because I can't believe that it's been one year. I'm excited about it. So if you want to learn how to produce, come check it out. Musicandlifemindset.com. You will not be disappointed. You can ask Michael. He's not disappointed. <laughs> yeah, I really love that. I had the honor of being a part of your very first one. So it was, it's really cool yeah. to reflect on. Yeah, congratulations on on the full Thank year you. around. It's been awesome to watch you grow and grow and just see the people. Everyone's like smiling, raving faces coming out of that. I think particularly some of my favorites have been people who never thought they would ever ever be able to produce in that style. And just to see their their eyes and their minds is blown that that was the biggest like that was the biggest gift for me doing that course was just seeing people who even never produced yeah. like i'm talking about 70 year old white women as well like <laughs> i produced the trial like what and i would even flip out because i would even ask them like was this your first time producing like yes I'm like oh my god like okay i'm so proud like i was very blown away I forgot it was my course. I'm like, dang, I just, who taught you? You did. Oh my God, you're right. <laughs> you are right. <laughs> now I appreciate you jumping in the first one. Like that was, that was amazing. Like the first round is always the, the special one. So I'm like, yeah, you, you're one of my uh, special compadres. <laughs> my brother <laughs> yeah well, I, I, I i used a lot of that content and and it again it just showed me a whole bunch of tools that i never reached for you know like i'd never really gone for before even knew were available to me and the things that i use so just the different techniques and and like you're saying too earlier it's like just all the different kind of influences that you start pulling together yeah. and i think it was really so it was so much fun to be able to to have another reason to just be playful with with the stuff, you know, and, and my own stuff that I currently use and how to fuse with like the modern flavors and like, Man. yeah, even just working on, we're just working on this last track with you guys was, was just such a, such a fun experiment in many ways. Like, you know, like just some of the sounds and, and even with the guitar, like I was, I was watching a, a masterclass, a thing on masterclass.com with uh, St. Vincent, mm -hmm. who's yeah. just a really interesting performer, artist and like, Anyways, she was talking about doing some fun things and and just with sounds around your house or just whatever, you know, and like I ended up for the for the guitar of that song, putting my uh, grocery receipt and weaved it in and out of the strings, which gives it that little buzz because she said, you know, it's kind of like putting a card, like a hockey card or whatever in your back bike tire that makes it sound like a motorcycle. Yeah, It's like putting that in an acoustic guitar makes it sounds like it's plugged in. <laughs> That's so that you had some natural saturation. Natural like. saturation. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that was so cool. Like you are, I say you are a dope producer, dope songwriter, dope human being. Um, and I'm so excited for that track. <laughs> yeah, when you told me that trick, I was like, you did what? Like this guitar is like popping. Like what effect you got on this? It's, it's my receipt. What? Okay. <laughs> Oh, this is new. <laughs> you know, got some onions and bananas and uh, <laughs> oatmeal on there. <laughs> oh, but yeah, no, it was just a good reminder in the timing to be like, yeah, what the heck, you know, just have fun and make sounds and, and explore what you can do and use the technology and use other things around you. And I think that was just really reinforcing for the way that you teach and encouraging that way. So thanks for that. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah. I appreciate you. Cool, man.
Well, thanks for taking the time to come visit and share stories. And thanks for having me. Yeah, right on. This is fun. This is this is just like talking like when, when we're doing songwriting. We're just we're just chatting. <laughs> totally. Yeah. No, it's always a blast. So anyone looking for for really fun, well, all sorts of kinds of of music. But if you are a songwriter and you're looking at learning a different style of production, check out uh, Nick's Nick's pages there. And he's also got a really great. Uh, community on Facebook that's just really positive and there's always just really encouraging things going on there too so if you just need a, a boost that's another great place that you can go oh yeah thank you yeah music and life mindset with Nick Phelps is the Facebook community you can look that up mm -hmm. yeah yeah we'll make sure we put all these links in our in our show notes and stuff so thanks Mike cool. appreciate it all right so there you go make sure to go check out Mr. Nick Phelps and all the cool things he's doing we're gonna play a special sneak preview of the song Dying Day that I got to produce for, for Nick and Death. So stay tuned for that. And for next week's episode, I'm actually going to interview Death about the release of his upcoming EP. So for now, hope you enjoy Dying Day. Listen, we all gonna die. Yo, no more sitting on the sidelines. No, no more waiting for the right time. No, no more playing with my lifeline. Nah. We ain't wasting no time. I'ma do it right. Come to the dawn of your dying day. When no more ruling, no more games. Lying six feet down, looking up at your grave. Could you tell me what's it gonna say when it comes to the dawn of your dying day? Kicking all cool in your wrist in place. Six feet down, looking up at your grave. Tell me. What's it gonna say? I was fearless, wow. lived life on a mission. No breaks when I start the ignition. Unhinged, I never asked for permission. Real talk, always knew my intention. Yeah, lived a life full of laughter. And I never let a good time pass up. And I didn't just flip through the pages. Stay true and live the life for the ages. When it come to the dawn of your dying day. When the no more ruling, no more games. Lying six feet down, looking up at your grave. Could you tell me, what's it gonna say? When it come to the dawn of your dying day. Kicking all cool in your wrist in place Six feet down looking up at your grave Tell me, what's it gonna say? Listen! the dawn of your dying day when the no more ruling no more games lying six feet down looking up at your grave could you tell me what's it gonna say when it comes to the dawn of your dying day kicking all cool in your wrist in place six feet down looking up at your grave tell me tell me when it comes to the dawn of your dying day when the no more ruling no more games lying six feet down looking up at your grave could you tell me what's it gonna say when it comes to the dawn of your dying day Kicking all cool in your wrist in place Six feet down looking up at your grave Tell me, what's it gonna say? <laughs>